sing a song about things that make you happy? Just happy and you know something. It's happy and you know and you really want to go. It's just happy and you Maybe later. Okay. Hello, Lily and I are back. Hi. <laughs> I think uh, yes, usually we start out by sharing why we talk about delight, why delight is important. But this week we thought we would do something different because um Lily finally finished uh, watching the TV Korean TV series Nick Vincenzo. <laughs> And so then we thought we're just gonna talk about that instead. Because <laughs> <laughs> so the life bus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very important. It's, Breaking it's news. Fun. You found it delightful. Oh my god. Well, you know what was even also more delightful is that I was like, oh my gosh, as as all dramas come to an end at the 16th episode, you go, okay, I have to prepare for the ending of the show to like recognize I have to grieve it after it's gone because I don't have it anymore. <laughs> I am suddenly surprised that Vincenzo is 20 episodes long, not 16. And so I was like, what? And then I had to re-prepare thinking about how I was supposed to add this other like six hours because it's not just one hour or 40 minutes. They are each an hour and 22 minutes long, each episode. I know the time passes so quickly. But then when you realize that you want to watch it all and you have work and you have everything else in life to have to navigate, you go, how am I supposed to fit all of this in? The only thing is to not have more sleep. (laughs) So now I have to accept the lack of sleep for the rest of the week because I have to watch six hours of Vincenzo. Oh, such suffering. (laughs) So 20 episodes. It was very good. And yeah, Yeah. Um, I just, I don't even know, like, I guess ultimately, like, um, pure delight, but uh, I just love how strong all the characters are. Mm. Like how a a show can have just such great character development. Yes. Um, Even the, the, the villains are just such great villains. Yes, they get meaner and meaner. <laughs> oh, and you just, uh, you know, and, and it actually challenges good and bad. Yeah. What is good, what is bad? It challenges the almost anti-hero kind of. Yes. Because he is not technically a hero, would you consider? No. But is he? But maybe, well, but not because well, of the means of doing yeah. good. He's not repenting his, like, mafia ways. He's no. kind of just saying, he I kind it. of feel bad about it, but I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and he just goes, this is how I know to do business. So I so I shall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is very, he's so principled. He's, he, he sees it as principledness. Yes. He see, yeah. The, it sets his moral code. And the yeah. funny thing is, as people around him find out about his, like, mafia ways there's yes. a moment like with a female lawyer when she's like mm-hmm. whoa i can't believe we're gonna do this but basically they all just come around to him they <laughs> <laughs> yes they really do and it's i think i mean when i think about it i think it's because they realize that like um one of one of the, the 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 big the big like quotes right that that her father talks about as well or, or like that uh 
is that a monster needs to know we need a monster to fight a monster. Mm. Uh, and I just kind of like love the idea of that or not the idea, but the kind of I mean, he's not a monster, but it's just the to be bold and brave. He does monstrous things. But, like, he remains human while doing... Yes. Or, like, we keep seeing his humanity while he does monstrous things. While mm-hmm. with the villains, we don't really... Like, I stopped seeing their yeah. humanity. Like, that female yeah. oh. lawyer that, like, she becomes, like, more and more, like, unlikable. Oh. And so yeah. then you want Vincenzo to just, like, get Annihilate. his Annihilate. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but and, I think it's so funny. Uh, I think it also goes to show like how quick somebody can lose their humanity if it's not mm-hmm. constantly be without moral code. Yeah. So like, I think that I think it's so funny because like I know that as we had talked about all of this, I started immediately assigning enneagram numbers, <laughs> and I was laughing about how quick I was like, "What is Vincenzo? Like, what is his enneagram number? Or like, uh-huh. what is you know?" And it was just it's very uh, like I find I always just find it comical that I like to do this, but it just kind of gives me an idea of like what lens they view life in and yeah. how strong each character kind of sticks with their decisions. Yes. Like, ugh, I just, I don't know. But, like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, even if you look at the side characters, mm-hmm. like, that dancer, he remains a dancer. Yes. <laughs> like, <that's so> <laughs> and, like, yes. the guy who was, like, the hoodlum who initially kind of, like, bullied the building tenants, yes. but later yeah. joined, like, he just <laughs> used his talents to, like, <laughs> keep doing his thing. Like, yeah. no one change they just no. like realized Evolve. they had exactly the tools to be useful yes I think that I just and I love that like no one was ever told that they weren't enough they were yeah. exactly who they needed to be and yes. they just yeah uh, you just ugh, and and that like yeah someone uh, like even the laundromat the tailor or yeah. the tailor and the and the uh you know the the the, the Italian the, the 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 restaurant you just go because he's the place that provides home and comfort yes. like that yes. is a gathering it still yes. maintains that space like he doesn't need to be anything better than who he is he is like mm-hmm. even the, his cooking it's like it, he, nobody needed to like he didn't need to do he just needed to be who he was continuously yeah. like going back to even his roots like they were just going oh yeah. just acknowledge who you are accept yourself yeah <laughs> Oh, uh, so funny. It's so funny that, like, they're, like, as another character becomes used in a useful way or helpful, I guess. And, like, there's that line where, like, the people in this building are just so, like, who are these people? Yeah. And I <laughs> love that so much. Uh, yeah. No, that was fabulous. It was just, like, um... I just loved how they focused on all these characters and they didn't make it like, like sometimes if you think, Oh, there's just too many people, but I think there's like, there was such a fine art of creating Mm -hmm. good characters and a lot of strong characters that you didn't lose interest in the, in, in any of the situations that were happening. It was just so well developed and well coordinated almost like, like, yeah, I just, yeah. uh, I feel like you could have a separate series about any one of those side side characters. Like I yes. wanna know how that boxing female 
Yes. Because, like, what's her story? And what's the story of the piano teacher? How, like, yes. how does she become a piano teacher after being a hacker? And, yeah. Uh, uh, it's so good. It's fabulous. I'm glad you and liked it. Yes. I love all the, the plot twists. The, the what I also love is how I never under like I never saw anything coming mm-hmm, mm-hmm. nothing that happened was expected every time I yeah. was like screaming going what yes yeah <laughs> and I'd laugh at myself for being so surprised like every single <laughs> thing that's happening I'm just going what 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 and I just I loved it every bit of it yeah. so oh I'm, go- I'm so, so glad I know. and it's hard not to spoil things Unless we want to spoil them, but we maybe we don't have to. But, uh. Uh, no, but like, did you find the ending satisfying? Um, you know what i I did because can we talk about it? Do you think we should just say things of how we feel? Yes, let's just, let's just no, no one listens. <laughs> no one listens. No one's listening to us. Okay, so I'm just going to spoil. Well, what I love is that, like, at the end, you just know that she lives her life so independently as hers and he as yes. his, and they don't save each other. They're not saving. No she's, saving he's not other. her yes. hero and she's not his hero. Yes, or she's not his right. damsel in distress. Yes, Both people are so equally powerful, but also independent, and their relationship thrives on that. Their yes. true respect and independence, but also relationship of connectedness and trust and and um, admiration of each other just as who they are. Neither of them have to change for each other. Mm-hmm. What do you think? About I that? love that too. I oh. love that what we were saying about how the tenants in the building were exactly who they needed to be to like yes. save the building. Like they were all kind of saving themselves. Yes. The building tenants were doing what they were doing to keep their businesses right. And yes. Vincenzo was doing what he was doing not to save anyone, but because like he had his, his eyes own. on the prize. Yeah. 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 And the female lawyer, she was doing what she needed to do to, like, figure out her journey. Like, how does she relate to her father and what does he think of her? And and I feel like everyone was living their life, but they came together because they have, like, because they, yeah, because of that community and unity. And it wasn't, and no one's there to save anyone. No one's there like, they're not sacrificing themselves and they're not, yes. uh, they were in camaraderie, but yes, camaraderie, each with it. their own, each with their own goals and aspirations and an understanding of each other's goals and aspirations. They respected each other for their needs, each other's needs. Like nobody was like, you should do this because you, you owe it to this person to do this for yes, them. So sacrifice exactly. your life for this or to do this for this person. It was like, okay, we all have a common goal. So we are all going to, like, they can agree to a common goal, but they also were so, um, like, they, they all had their own things. Like, one of my favorite, okay, this is one of my favorite parts of the whole show, like, throughout the show, uh-huh. is that uh-huh. they all were secretly looking for the gold. Mm-hmm. And they would all pretend to try to find it in their own way as they're all yes. sneaking around to try to find this thing. Yes. And, yes. and all of them are just like meeting each other, thinking they're all being secretive <laughs> at nighttime. 
<laughs> trying to find their gold and you're just yes. like laughing I was just laugh every time like it was like in like four episodes throughout or five that they just like just pan to all these people just yeah doing this regular yes. like it was just this <laughs> regular yeah. hobby to be looking for it yeah uh, Right. Yeah, and I think if anything, kind of the moral, I think, of the story, if there is one, is that you accomplish better by trusting each other and working together. Yes. Like, the villains were kind of just work. <sighs> they were individualistic. They were individualistic Not- in a way that was, like, psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Whole like, new level. Um, yeah, and... Um, the mafia, like the new Vincenzo mafia crew, they wanted to work together because that's yeah. how they could best thrive. And they saw that. Yeah. And, uh, yes, it's it was good. And there was no hubris in any of them. None of them were like, I'm better than this person. Mm-hmm. You're better than me. Mm-hmm. They all were like their own... Um, they all had their own capacity and never felt like they needed to be more. Yeah, I agree. It was just like this. Uh, um, and they were just very, they just wanted a life of contentedness, of contentment. Yes. Really. Right? Yeah. It was just like, just let yeah. us live our lives, will you? Yes. Leave and we're not alone. trying to do anything more than just to live yes. my life. Can you just let me live it? And it was like, just... Yes. It, uh, I just loved it so much. Uh, mm-hmm. They're very, very beautifully done. So comical. Mm-hmm. So funny. Did you like the pigeon scene? <laughs> yes. Like, what the heck? <laughs> it makes no and, sense. <laughs> and, and, and just, like, also, the, just, like, the, the acceptance that he's also just, like, his room has been overridden. You yes. just go, like, in both situations, I was like, what the like like just just like the terrifying disaster of his room as well I couldn't stop laughing about that I just mm-hmm. uh he's like I'm living I'm sleeping we're both sleeping out here because yeah. <laughs> just like <laughs> done oh my god so uh it was very good very good okay I will share my delight of the week um please do let's hear <laughs> my delight of the week was uh this week was Eurovision. <laughs> this is so it's a week event because there's like semifinals. There's semifinal one, semifinal two, and there's like um voting that happens with like in the semifinals, so then the countries get eliminated and then they go to the finals. And there's countries that you don't see in the semifinals that automatically go through, like um like Britain because um uh they contribute money to it <laughs> so then they uh-huh. just go through like Britain France Germany and I think one more country they just always go through and they don't have to do the semifinals mm. but um it's just uh I was trying to explain what it is and it's kind of like the closest I could uh explain it was like American Idol meets the Olympics <laughs> Where people take it so seriously, but it's not, it's American Idol. It's, like, not important. And the music <laughs> is, like, certainly good, but in a good way that is, like, that's very theatrical, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, 
for example, there were multiple songs about demons. <laughs> you know, there's like a song called El Diablo. And then there was another song about fallen angel who's like, you know, in hell because they're a fallen angel because they're in love. Or I don't know. It's very confusing. <laughs> but it's just this campy, dramatic, nationalistic, like, song contest and it was just so joyous to watch (laughs) and like I just it's kind of like I was telling my friend it reminds me a lot of K-dramas in that it was so like over the top like Vincenzo is over the top but it is also like a good series and there's an element to that where this is over the top but there's like also like art and humor if you can if you can see it yes anyways the final started at 9 p.m this is why we couldn't do a conversation recording on saturday oh my god that's so funny at 9 p.m and lily it lasted until 12 40 and so everyone performed their songs and then we all had to vote and then they released you vote yes i paid (laughs) What is it? 70 cents per vote. Oh my god, amazing. Good for you. <laughs> and I voted for Finnish Lincoln Park. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> like, like they were mostly like oh Britney god. Spears, like circle yeah, people, yeah. pussy cat dolls kind of people. And they were like silly people. But then there was like this one like gothy Lincoln Park song from Finland and I was like this is who I'm voting for. <laughs> Amazing. Did they win? No, but they got a lot of the public vote so they came in fourth or sixth. Ooh, I can't. That's I, really good. So, but uh it was great. Um oh, and like the one team from Iceland, they're like this quirky band group, like campy high school band kind of group, but um yeah. Two of the people got corona positive tests. Oh, no. And so they couldn't actually leave their hotel. So they were here <gasps> in Rotterdam for oh, the whole God. week. But they just um, released um, recordings of them practicing like a week before. Oh, that's so and sad. So, but they still came in fourth in the public vote. Oh, wow. Because um, they, like the song was, uh, it was well. <laughs> But uh, Italy won, and and it's like a whole thing because um, Italy uh, they were the other rock and roll group besides Finland, right. and apparently I if I I can't remember, but like one of the French delegations acqu- like accused them of doing cocaine in the green room, and so now. <laughs> The rock and roll singer said, I will voluntarily do a drug test, but they couldn't do it in Rotterdam because obviously they weren't ready to do a drug test at the song contest. <laughs> and so now when he goes back to Italy, they're going to do it. But then what's the point? Because then, you know, uh, wouldn't it be out of his system? <laughs> scandal, scandal. And then um, Great like Britain, they... Uh, but what does it matter if he did the drug, if he did drugs or not? Because ultimately, it, it's not like the Olympics where if he did cocaine or he did drugs that it would affect his performance to be better. Uh, like, it's like, I mean, maybe they, they're more, all, I, I guess so. No, you're right. It's just, it's so funny because it's like, he it was doping. So he was I doping. I know. 
And so then they asked like uh, the French, uh, some oh, kind of like important politician or something, and they were like, well, you know, it's a serious <laughs> allegation that we should be looking into. And so now it's just like so funny. And Britain didn't, the singer for Britain didn't get a single vote. They came oh, in last. They didn't get a single jury vote and they got zero public votes. Oh my God. What do you think well, that's like, about? And so, that's embarrassing. So then, it's so worse than having British like media are like they're just angry at us because of Brexit. Ever since yeah, Brexit right. happened, they're <laughs> making us look bad. And it's just like the political kind of spin <laughs> to all of it is just so funny. We don't we give money to Eurovision and what's the point if they're going to keep embarrassing us like this because obviously it's not because of our song they're just angry because of Brexit and I think it's hilarious that that's what they think is happening <laughs> why am I laughing so hard I'm crying it's so, it's so funny because it's so not important. I mean, I, they take it so seriously. And what's funny is while the country sorry, it's 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 I know Brexit. Oh my gosh. Well, it's just like the, the idea that this like song that they're just so mad because of this Brexit thing that they're it's just like this 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 like embarrassment to the whole country or something as if it's like. I don't know. It's just, it's just. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, it's the UK oh. delegation. Sorry, not Great Britain. I'm sure that. Sorry. Like, I, no, but the UK, like, so they're like, uh, <laughs> let's pull our funding out of your vision because they don't even appreciate <laughs> us. <laughs> just like, <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, <laughs> and what's so funny is when Italy won. <laughs> So while each country performs in the green room, in the backstage where they have all the journalists, the journalists from the country (laughs) have to perform it in the backstage. What do you mean? What is this? Sing the song while... The journalists? The journalists. (laughs) And so (laughs) what's funny is when Italy... It's like a behind-the-scenes other version like a yeah, behind-the-scenes version of Eurovision. Yeah, and then uh, when <laughs> was announced as the winner, like, one of the journalists, like, he just broke down crying. He's like this, I don't know, 50-year-old fat man that just, like, is, like, pulling <laughs> his eyes out. And, like, he won the Olympics. And he's just so, like, moved. And, like, you watch him, and you're like, what is... What is this? What is this cultural experience? I don't understand what's happening. Oh, wow. So he won He won the showdown, essentially, oh, from I the don't... journalist. The journalist showdown. So then he started bawling? No. Or... He just oh, won he... because Italy won. Because it's oh. so nationalistic at the same time. Oh, and now he's so proud to be Italian that he... Yes. And so, oh. like, Italy hosts Eurovision. And I don't know if you saw... There's the... There's a Will Ferrell movie called Will Eurovision. And, I haven't seen it, no. Uh, it is so campy and so funny. And because the movie came out last year, and so this is the first Eurovision that happened since that movie came out, um, there were so many references 
to the movie to the point where the movie the Eurovision movie with Will Ferrell he's a he is an Icelandic singer that's uh, representing right. Iceland and so when Iceland came up to say Iceland's vote because you can't vote for your own country so right. you have to pull your votes and give it to another country so when the Icelandic delegation came up to say Iceland gives 12 points to because it's out of 12 not uh-huh. 10 it's very confusing <laughs> the the person that came up to say that was one of the actors from the Eurovision movie oh my god and that's so song funny. that Will Ferrell sings in that movie is called Yaya Ding Dong <laughs> <laughs> and so then the guy came up and the, the Icelandic delegation came up oh my at god. like I don't know 12 30 or however late it was being like Iceland would like to to say play yeah yeah ding dong. <laughs> oh like, my god! It was, it was so crazy and funny and like outrageous. Uh, I highly recommend it. Thank uh, you. I watch. This is this is this is so interesting because I I don't know if I've been living in a hole this whole time, but I well clearly I have, but. I have never heard of Eurovision and I think you're saying that this <laughs> this show has been or this like competition is like long standing like 50 years in the making. Yes. <gasps> wow. So like I've never heard of this. It's like so <laughs> like so my mind is blown right now that this is such a huge thing and that I've never heard. So I will now yes. go and watch. <laughs> and to any Europeans that I've offended, it's my first time, so if I got anything wrong, I am sorry. Sorry, let's I was trying to figure it out, but like, <laughs> oh my gosh. There's just uh... <laughs> And also each country awards points, but the points you can give are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten, and twelve. So, like, when the points were coming out, Bradley and I were like, where's the 9 and 11? And but They just don't want to give it? 11. <laughs> I don't understand. It is very confusing. So but I'm reading this, this, like, an article that says Eurovision fans say Netflix predicted UK's zero points result in 2020 <laughs> Will Ferrell comedy. So, perhaps... It's true. Maybe they did feel like it was a, a slight against them because of the movie. <laughs> oh my gosh! I have to go watch the movie now. Oh, so oh my god! It's it's okay. so interesting. <laughs> this movie only came out in 2020. I have to watch. Mm-hmm. This is so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my goodness. Very good. This is. This Thank sounds you. very funny. Oh my god. Ugh. It was a highlight. And then my <laughs> one of my so a lot of my so Dutch that's friends why you couldn't watch it. You couldn't do the show at on Saturday because it was so. This was a riveting, a riveting. I had to <laughs> engage in my delight. That's why I couldn't talk about. Good for delight. you. I'm glad you um, did. So I was uh texting with my messaging with my Dutch friend while we were both watching, and that was also a huge delight as well. Oh. Then I met a Dutch friend, and we were talking about each contestants and their outfits and like their ridiculous song (laughs) we're messaging each other and I felt like I felt so one with the Netherlands at that moment I'm so glad to hear that that's so nice (laughs) wait so is this a new friend or oh no 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 it's uh, not a new friend but she it was our first time 
experiencing Eurovision together, and it felt oh, extra special because I was doing it with my Dutch friend. Oh, that's so wonderful. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> so then, did they have anybody from the Netherlands go, and did they do well? Or were you, like, did you yeah, feel a sense of patriotism towards the Netherlands oh going, oh, no. Like, so the story is really amazing because um, the Netherlands hosted because last year they won. Right. And this year they chose a guy, I think his background is Surinamese. And part of the song was in his, like, local language that was even, like, banned from being spoken while wow. the country was colonized. And right. so part of the song was that. But that part where in the chorus he speaks in that particular language, yeah. it sounds like you are my broccoli. And so <laughs> Okay. So then we uh it became like a thing where I was saying to my friend, You are my broccoli and sending her broccoli emojis. Like, like the story <laughs> is amazing and we support him. He like um he was he didn't really um, perf- get that many votes, but um, uh, you are my broccoli. <laughs> you are my. That's uh, that is a song that became important. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. I want to go look okay. it up. It's amazing to have to hear all these things. I go, oh, okay, now look at all these things. I have to go look up now, which is amazing. <sighs> Tell me your thing. Tell me my thing. Oh, okay. So <laughs> mine's a little bit more, more subdued or not as. But um, to this week, my delight. Um, and I and it's I've been working a lot of overtime lately because of work, and so it's been quite busy. Um, and so I haven't actually had a chance to catch up with my mom and my family as much. And over this last little while, it's actually been quite like. Uh, like I've been missing home a lot, like a lot more than usual. I mean, obviously, yes, as it gets longer with the pandemic and all that stuff. But, um, but anyways, I had this like awesome talk with my mom, uh, and she actually started telling me like just her childhood about her, like stories about her childhood and, and like her memories and stuff. And like, um, and it just like, there's a part of me that realizes like how little I actually know about my parents yeah like me too. it's just it's just this uh and and I mean when I think about it I go uh I know them as who they are as parents you know like just as as my mom and my dad and um unless I guess and even for myself like as I think about it like how do I share about me as who I am except for unless someone really asks me right but I yeah. guess like I've never really asked my parents like as much because and again I think we were talking about this before but like there there is a lot of like challenges or pain and suffering or difficulties and trials that they've had to endure to get to where they are so like Mm -hmm. asking about their past is not that easy of a question yes and so I tend to skirt around or not not really ask it it's more just like talking about the present or what needs to be done like Mm -hmm. we talk about tasks or things that are causing issues or even if we talk about how we're doing it's it's not really like yeah it's very rare that we touch on the past yeah and so when I was talking to my mom this week uh she yeah she just told me so many stories of like just memories and and she said this thing that was like 
because she would tell me, she goes, well, you know, when I was just a toddler, like, like maybe a year or two old. And I said, mom, how do you remember anything that's like a year or two old? Like, what are you talking about? Or like, how old were you? Like, I kind of, I kind of like was talking to her as if like, I don't know if I believe you, like, how old were Mm. you when you said this? Like, you know, and then Mm. she says, you know, I think that I'm surprised too, when I know that I've, I say that I remember these things, but I do very clearly remember them. But that she says, I think it's because you remember things when they are so very impactful moments in your life. Mm. So it doesn't actually matter how old you were when it happened. If you can understand the impactfulness of the moment, it's something you will remember. And Mm -hmm. it just had me realize like, because my mom and my, my mom had experienced a lot of very impactful moments of, Mm. of challenge or fear or, or just situations that resulted in her remembering very specific things in childhood and Mm. she said like yeah so it was just um like not even to need to go into with a story of what she's experienced but more so just my experience of listening to my mother as she laughed and cried and remembered her past um, and how rare I think that she has those moments because no one's ever told her or like no one ever talks about her like like about how important storytelling is we don't yes. talk about that enough like and and for her like to think that her story is so important mm. and as i was talking to her and as i was like hearing her and then sharing it reminded me of stories or of moments in my childhood where i actually saw glimpses of my mother um you know, for example, when a very important person in her life had passed and I remembered being like four or five and her sat in the kitchen and she told me that she had a, a dream of her, this seeing this person and then a few days later had passed. That mm. this this dream and the, the vision and then the actual um, passing of her, her like this important person, um, that I remember her telling me this story and I remember me holding my mom. And then I remember not really thinking to ask more about it, but just to let her mm. sit in that. But that it was a very impactful moment for me as a four-year-old watching my mother as she went through this challenge. Mm. But also realizing that I actually have no context to it except for understanding her emotions. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, like it was oh. just when she told me that, it was this this reminder. Like I said mom, I remember this moment because mm. I remember this, like, cause I don't even know this person because obviously mm-hmm. I was so young. So I never knew this person, but I remember this person because of this, this moment that I had with my mother. Yeah. And then as I asked more about it, she told me more and I was like, wow, like, um, but all I know is that my, my mom, as we live in Canada and what she does here and how she lives here, but like her whole life growing up until now was a total or until she moved here was a totally different life. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I know nothing next to nothing about. And Ugh, yeah. I think I contextualize, contextualize her life in a very Western sense because I grew up yes. as a Western person. So mm-hmm. like I look at her and I hear her stories and I'm trying not to experience them as if I'm going, oh, so, you know my mom had this and my mom had this experience as if I'm telling her story yeah. in that way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah. then 
this beautiful thing happen where she goes, hey, do you know how to like write or like get a keyboard thing or how do I get it so that I can like draw or like write out characters so that they come out onto a computer and I said what and she goes you know if if you show me that app I'm gonna I want to write out my stories <gasps> and I that, love that I know and then after that I went oh my god because I think that she saw me like as she's telling her story remembering her story and like keying into those moments in her life like she goes and I'm listening like I care so much about it I think she yeah. was like I will write it out for you I said, oh, my God. Oh. And immediately there. So now after I'm done all of this and like uh, like later today, I'm going to go and look for the apps that I can get so that my mom can write out her story. Because like my grandma, she can't write a lot of those things out. My grandma is is illiterate and she does. She also, yeah. I think if I do ask her about things like that's another piece. Like people always say to me, you know, you should write out your grandmother's stories. I do want to. But even in thinking about how difficult it is to ask my mom about these stories, yeah. it's actually even more difficult to ask of my course. grandmother about these stories. Yes. But I also want my mom. So I think that this next step is like my mom to ask my grandma about these stories. Mm-hmm. like I know that it's not but like obviously I can it's just that yes. it's a very intimate thing to to ask oh, somebody totally. about their history in the way that you ask them to go back in time in their own mind of, of and, and as my mom would talk about it the trauma like she says she remembers her childhood in like the 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 in in like like she says like a year old or even less than a year old or like even in betweens, like the two, age two, three, four, five, like all those youthful moments because of how significant they were. Mm. And I just go, gosh, like I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And I just, and because my mom is a very joyful person, like she is very, uh, like it, there's so much that she is like to me, like, like my family, like I see such resilience in my family. And, mm. um, uh, because they they like and again resilience like I saw this 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 uh, post my sister shared with me about resilience like I like the how she goes like the the, the quote it, I don't know if it was like a quote but essentially it was like I'm tired of people telling me how resilient I am as if it's something to be so empowered about because right. I don't want to have to be resilient I've been right. forced to be resilient. Right. Uh, but they are my my family is very resilient and in mm-hmm. a way where I'm like they were forced to be mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and so I and so I see that in such admiration but also in such hardship like mm-hmm. that I, that like how hard that is to have to be by not by choice to be such resilient people and to be able to see joy the way that my mom sees joy and my grandma sees joy yes because it's in resilience and in resistance that they see those things that way. And I think it's ugh. so amazing that she opened up to you like that because yeah. our families are like, um, I think they're similar in the way that our parents um, uh, don't practice vulnerability with their children. Yeah. Like they don't think of vulnerability as a gift, they think of it as a burden. Yes. But then when they open up and they share their stories, like it's so rich and it helps us understand our families and ourselves so much. And so that yes. she's willing to do that and share even more is mm-hmm. so cool. 
Yeah, and I I joke about my mom sometimes because her favorite quote, like me and my sisters, like my three sisters, we always make the like okay, so if we ever tell my mom something, like they go, oh no, like this happened, or oh I you know, like we'll tell her about something. Her her favorite response is, well, like the answer is well like, with a question mark, but it's a rhetorical mm. like mm. so so like whether it's right or wrong or if she if, if I tell her like I I might accuse her of being like I said mom you're being unfair she goes well and she doesn't care like that's the answer and even if you tell her something that happened that was hard I would say mom this happened she goes well and there's no empathy like there is just such yeah. little empathy there and then yeah. I go oh you know like fine and so even sometimes when stupid things happen me and my sisters will look at each other and then we just go well and we go you're right okay on we go and it's just like on we go and so it's like kind of thinking about how comical that is to me even though it's also kind of sad <laughs> because yeah. it's just like no empathy sometimes but at the same yeah. time how because you it's like that keep calm, carry on kind of mentality. Um, But in a way, because you almost have no choice to, and to, to kind of, she's passing on that resilience, but it's also the, it's a hardness sometimes. Um, But also I see it as another, when I see her vulnerability here, I realize why the, the comment is there. Like why well is the answer to so many things, you know, like, and and it, it shows her soft side as I start to hear more of her story. And and it came up because I recently had a little cousin. Have, uh, my little cousin moved here from, from Calgary to go to UBC. Mm-hmm. And they told mm-hmm. me, Lil, make sure you take care of your cousin. Like, go make sure she's okay and do whatever. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, of course, no problem, right? And And my cousin is actually from my dad's side. And I don't actually talk too much to my father's side of the family. They, they live out in Malaysia. And I get to, I've seen them only a few times in my life. And, and, yeah. um, and, and, and so I, I'm very, I was, I was very like, when my cousin came and moved here, I was like to Calgary, I was so excited, like to actually see that side of my family but he has so his daughter he moved she moved out here to UBC and so I've gone to go and check in on her and I hung out with her the other day but I'm like she's only 18 right and I feel like that's so small like even though I know she's in adulthood now but like I'm like that's so small and I'm like 35 and it just kind of had me I said to my mom in this reflection of how I'm like you know I've always been considered like maybe the young one and looking up to up to my aunts and uncles or up to my cousins or up you know and where now I'm supposed to be the 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 one that someone is supposed to look to for for like maybe wisdom or or Mm. like being 35 maybe has kind of shifted my lens of going instead of being the one who's seeking like like uh mentors in which I'll always be seeking mentors or seeking people mm-hmm. uh, seeking mm-hmm. like that kind of thing I also now have this opportunity to take people under my wing and or be supportive in a more wisdom way to others as maybe at my 35 space like I'm starting to kind of feel those things and then yeah. I said to my mom I said I wonder if my my like you or like or my aunts and uncles or my you know how they saw me seeing them as children, Mm -hmm. like how I saw them. And I was saying how 
I'm starting to feel this weird thing where I like, I know nothing, but also know that I know nothing, in which case I wondered if they felt that way too, because I never perceived them that way. I always perceived yeah. my parents as knowing everything or being yeah. so certain about their lives and being, but at 35, they had all four of us and uh, for a long time already. So I think it was just like, as I was reflecting on my age and um, reflecting on how I'm being perceived by maybe my little cousin, she started telling me about her childhood and she started talking to me about her experiences as being a young person mm -hmm. growing up. I'm and, so glad. And that, that kind of just like connection for me was so special for my mom because I don't yeah. get that. I really don't. We don't ask questions. We don't dig deeper into their history. Um, you shared the feeling and, and then just, she shared one back. Yes, I think that that in itself was what it was. Like I decided to be vulnerable with my mom for a moment. I told her this reflection that I had yeah. on my life because I have this little cousin who's here that I'm supposed to like make sure she's safe, make sure she's good and that um, hopefully like she doesn't, I wonder if she sees me as a parent or if she sees me yeah. as her friend cousin. Mm -hmm. And then she said, oh, and then she started talking and then ultimately Aww. it led there. I I just uh, feel so thankful for that. Like just such delight in truly hearing my mother's yeah. story. And you were heard by your own parent. That's what I, we long I, for. Oh, God, I think that's what it is, you know. And then and then on top of that, her seeing the value in her story. Yeah. And. And then it had me remind me that actually right now is uh is jung season which is jung is like the it's it's you make it's like making sticky rice in the in okay. the banana leaf and okay. and so she was telling me that she was making jung and and everybody had to come pick it up from her house and then it reminded me I was like oh my god I you're right it, I have to make those so then this week I think that's what I'm going to go do is I'm going to go and uh. like pick up ingredients to make this cuz that's actually it reminded me I'm like it's june already it's like coming up into you know uh, and and so like this is the time to make them and you give them away and so I'm gonna just go and do that and it just like because that was the one thing that I always did with my mother is I cooked and did all those cultural cooking like that is the mm. thing that I she's imparted so much on me is that I care to to make these things and I care to carry those with me but um, and so, yeah, so there was just a lot. Uh, it was a lot in the conversation, even though, yeah, and I just, I never get that. I, I rarely, rarely get those opportunities. I love so, that. Oh, thank I'm you. So, delight, so, delight. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, that it's also like Asian Awareness Month, right? Yes. And all these like Asian shows are like I'm I'm just really focusing on Asian shows right now and it's yes. been really nice to like watch them and also laugh at some of the silliness of of yeah. like the, the humor is just so different and it's so refreshing mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and so I think just everything Asian right now for me is very wonderful like or mm -hmm. just kind of tapping into those things but my next on the list is that Ronnie Chang's uh uh international student TV show that's on CBC Gem mm -hmm. right now. I'm going to watch that, but um, oh, that it's delighting, <laughs> delighting in Asian shows. So, uh, okay, that was a lot. So I just That was a lot. This was <laughs> a long episode, but uh, I'm so glad you shared all those things. And I'm so glad we dove deep into Vincenzo again. <laughs> I don't <beautiful>. regret that. <laughs> oh, 
all those things. So mm. I love you so much. Thanks I love you, Lily. I'm so glad yes. about Eurovision and that you felt a yet another connection to Netherlands. Like <laughs> it's just really nice. Like, I don't know. Uh, so <laughs> fabulous. Wonderful. Thank you. Talk Thanks soon. We'll Until talk again. Week. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye bye. I love you and so much. If you suck up, I need a hug.